Greetings, hikers. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to episode one of the Hiker Podcast. Hey there, hikers. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever episode of the Hiker Podcast. For all the information about the Hiker Podcast, where you can listen, our social links, so on and so forth, go to thehikerpodcast.com or hikerpodcast.com. It's all there. It'll get you to the right place. Hikerpodcast.com or thehikerpodcast.com. Both URLs work. And this is the first episode. This is going to be me just telling you who I am and what are we doing here. Now, my name is Andy Neal. I am a new hiker. I've only been hiking in the last year. I've never really hiked before. I mean, I've gone on some day hikes. I've done a few things where I huffed and puffed up hills and I'd never really done it. And I always swore that I didn't need to hike because if I needed to get somewhere important, there'd be a road and a car to take me there. But this last year, I caught the bug, as they say, and I fell in love with hiking so much so that I want to learn as much as I can. And there's plenty of resources to learn about what equipment to use, what gear to get, so on and so forth. But I love hearing stories of people behind the trekking poles. Why do they hike? Why is hiking important? Why are they inspired by hiking? So I decided to start this podcast to talk to people in the outdoor and hiking community, whether it's YouTubers or, or park rangers or whoever, and ask the why questions of hiking. Why is it important? Why do you go on the trail every day? So on and so forth. And so that's the hiker podcast. We want to know the person behind the trekking poles. We want to find inspiration about getting on the trail, whether you are just thinking about starting hiking, watching some YouTube videos, watching some Darwin. Like, I think I I, I, I might want to go do that. Or you're a double, triple crowner. You've hiked the PCT, the CDC, and the AT, you know, both northbound, southbound, so on and so forth. And you just, hiking is in your blood. It's everything you do. I want this podcast to be something that everyone who's into the outdoors and hiking can find inspiration from, to inspire you to be changed by the trail. So this is my attempt at just providing that. And it's also my creative outlet as I've just not only become obsessed with hiking and have caught the bug per se, but it truly has changed my life. So thank you so much for listening to the hiker podcast. Every week we'll have someone different on the show talking about national parks or public lands or, or their film about the PCT or what they do as far as a a service, a creative service they do that they're inspired by hiking to do. And we hope that you get to know the people behind the trekking poles and why they do what they do, why hiking is important for your soul or being in the outdoors really is important for your soul. Why public lands must be preserved, why national parks are important, all those wonderful things. That is the hiker podcast. Now I do need to warn you, before we get into my story and this is just this episode one here is just me telling you my story of getting into hiking and why I love hiking and how it has changed me. Um, we do have sponsors and we're looking for more sponsors. So each week we'll have a little quick segment in between in between segments with a quick little blurb. It's usually going to be me about a minute just to help cover the cost right now to help cover the cost of the hiker podcast stickers. Uh, if you want a hiker podcast sticker, I would encourage you to go to hikerpodcast.com, sign up for our emailing list. And uh, it's on the bottom of the page there. And uh, we'll send you one. Also go to hikerpodcast.com. You can find our social links. 
and all the places you can listen to the hiker podcast right now as we speak we are on google podcasts we are on spotify we are on anchor and itunes is coming soon so with that said guys we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsor which is anchor podcast and i'm gonna tell you a little bit about me andy neal and how hiking has changed my life So this is episode one. This is the episode where I'm supposed to talk about myself and how I got into hiking. It's a kind of a getting to know you episode because as someone who's hosting a hiking podcast, I've never really, you know, been a huge hiker until the last year. I mean, I hiked a little bit and never really found it too enjoyable. Um, in fact, I found it kind of scary just because of experiences I had hiking as a young teenager and running out of water and never, never a good thing. You know, when you're hiking up Glacier Point by yourself in Yosemite National Park and you bring a little 500 milliliter bottle of water and you run out, you know, the first quarter mile. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but uh, I was born the son of two preacher kids and that that fact in and of itself shaped so much of who I was. All that to say, too, that, you know, my experiences are, are my experiences. So I never want anyone to feel isolated or or weird about what I say about what led me to hiking. Um, it's, 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 I want you to live your truth and leave that at that. But yeah, I was born the son of two, uh, two preacher kids and, uh, grew up around really kind of fundamentalist religion. And I embraced that at a young age, going to a religious, religious private school and kind of depending on, on those things for fulfillment, which works for some people. And that's great. Um, but soon, as I uh, moved to Southern California with my, with my family, um, family life got hard. Um, there was drug use and divorce and drama and trauma, really, that you know affected me up until recently. And those, uh, those events that happened really left a lasting impact, like I said. And I just kept going headfirst into religion and faith, which works for some people, and that's great. Um, and I was in the big city, too. I uh, was born in Phoenix, Arizona, which is a huge city. My family moved when I was six to uh, outside of Los Angeles, California, a place called Ventura. Beautiful. But it's still pretty, pretty big city. And I am a city boy. And when I was 14, my, uh, my father and uh, my, my new stepmother... And the rest of the family moved to Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, these are all places that have good hiking around them. Think about Phoenix and all the great trails around there. I mean, you're not too far from, you know, Flagstaff and Prescott. and Some amazing, amazing trails all around Phoenix. Los Angeles area. I remember, you know, the Angeles National Forest. So much good hiking around there, of course. But it still is Los Angeles, you know, urban sprawl. And Las Vegas, too. Great hiking around there. Um, Mount Charleston, Red Rocks. Love it. Wish I would have appreciated that more when I lived there as a teenager and young adult. But eventually, I, um, after all the time, I became a, uh, a pastor. I went into, uh, into the, the clergy. And I did that for several years. 
and uh, was not very healthy though. I did end up getting married and uh, my wife and I still married to this day uh, struggle with infertility, which was tough. And we ended up adopting three kids. Now that we had a family, when you adopt three kids from foster care, especially when two of them are older and have some special needs, we soon found out, like, wow, this isn't going to be easy because we have to help these kids through their trauma. And this is when we're dealing with a lot of our own trauma from dealing with infertility and me dealing with the trauma of my, my past and my childhood. And so it just took its toll on me. And I began to question everything I thought I knew. Now, my religious background was very, very, very conservative. Um, and that's okay in, in a way. But any system that excludes people because of who they are, or who they love, it just never sat right with me. Even as a pastor, it was one of those things where I was like, uh, um, yeah, we believe this. Our text says this, so we, 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 we do it. Though it never really sat right with me. And uh, I was just struggling. And I tell you all this about my background so you understand where I was coming from. And I, ne I never want to down on anyone's spiritual beliefs. That's not the goal of this. The goal of me talking about these things, which is really kind of hard for me to talk about, is to kind of let you know where I'm coming from. That I, I got to this point where I was raised in a, a somewhat religious home, the son of two preacher kids who you know, had their own struggles and there was divorce and drug use and things like that, but who embraced religion at a young age and ended up becoming a pastor um, only to really kind of question all the things he thought he knew through, you know, going to Bible college and doing all this stuff. It was like, wow, maybe this isn't for me. And that's okay. That's totally fine. And so I, I had worked in several churches, working mostly in music and uh, with teenagers. And also technology and film. A lot of churches started using, you know, video and and audio as a, as a way to expand their reach, which is great. And I kind of really got into that as well. But as things start happening in our lives, my, my family's life, and we're trying to help my, my kids with special needs, I wasn't getting the answers I needed or wanted, or the answers I was getting were, you know, just not, not just, you know, not helping as it were. And finally, I got to a point where I want to say it was decided for me, but I kind of decided as well that this really wasn't for me. And uh, I left. I walked away from it. Not saying that I stopped believing in spiritual spirituality, religion, or if there was or was not a God. I don't have any, I don't have those answers. And if you do, please like. Like, if you really do, I would love if you have those answers. That'd be great. But um, I walked away. And like I said before, I, I had really gotten into doing video and audio, working in, in churches. Audio so much so that I started doing a, uh, a podcast about Disney called The Decast, which you can listen to. It's still going now. I still do it. Um, going for seven years. It's actually four or five podcasts now. It's a network of podcasts. 
And uh, when I left my job as a pastor, when I decided that I needed to re-examine my beliefs, um, I'm living in Oregon at this time, in Southern Oregon. Um, when all that happened, I, uh, I left and I went back to school. I had already gone to Bible college in Portland. I already had an accredited bachelor's degree, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get a degree in film. Now my actual degree is in a bachelor's of science and communication with an emphasis in digital cinema, which at the time they didn't have an actual, you know, film degree. They do now like the following year. And this is just, you know, back in 2017, 2018, I graduated in 2019. Luckily, because I did have an accredited degree before, I only had to go back to school for two years, which was really great, actually. Saved me a lot of money. But I decided I'm going to go to Southern Oregon University in beautiful Ashland, Oregon. Now, let me just tell you, hikers, if you have not been to Ashland, PCT hikers, if you have not been to Ashland, Oregon, it is the place. I talked to a lot of PCT hikers who don't realize how amazing Ashland is. Like they go there and they talk about how amazing it is, but they don't realize how amazing it is. They all say, yeah, the week I was there, there was this Shakespeare festival thing going on. And like, there's a Shakespeare festival going on, except not right now because of COVID nine, 10 months out of the year. And there's so many plays and stuff. And I actually want to talk to, you know, the Shakespeare festival and, and see if they can, you know, have some sort of deal where, you know, PCT hikers, if they have their, their hiking permit or whatever they, they carry with them, they show it and get rush tickets for 15 bucks. They do that sometimes because I want as many people to love my town as they possibly can. And hikers always fall in love with so many aspects, but I want to see the whole, like just the whole holistic view of, of, uh, of Ashland. And so I went to Southern Oregon university in, uh, in Ashland, Oregon. And, uh, that's when, uh, things really started to hit the fan for me. I was surrounded by people who didn't have my background. Ashland is a very, very liberal town. That's not, I don't say that it's a bad thing at all. And being amongst different people with different backgrounds and different ideas of what truth was, or if there was even truth and, and just a very diverse place, I began to change. Um, but during this time, though, I was extremely unhealthy. I was codependent on so many different things. Um, and unhealthily overweight. And I say that there are all kinds of bodies and builds, and I'll never be a skinny guy. No, it's not it's not in the cards for me. But I will say now, I'm healthy. I wasn't that way two, three years ago. Um, am I what the doctors would consider overweight? Yeah, I am. But I'm healthy. I'm strong. I have muscle. And not only was I unhealthy, you know, just from a physical standpoint, at least from my perspective, I had so much stuff going on and I was ashamed of it because you see I left a system that said we have truth in the world figured out here are all the answers there you go this is it 
There is nothing else. Not only was I in that system, I was a part of that system as a pastor, as a leader. And then to kind of realize this isn't for me and to walk away very honestly, very suddenly, like it was just this whole paradigm shift. And I say suddenly, cause it just all kind of happened very quickly. But I look back at my life and realize how, how I'd always kind of been in that trajectory for a long time, how that was always kind of in the cards for me. So I go to Southern Oregon university, Southern Oregon university. And, uh, I'm taking all these film classes and meeting all these amazing students. And I begin to have an identity crisis. Who am I? <laughs> I, I have a family, a wonderful wife who has gone through this, this process with me of, of losing my religion for lack of another term. She had been going through the same stuff as me. We're, we're, we have these kids who we love and they have these, these issues because of trauma they've dealt with. I have trauma that I'm dealing with from my childhood. My wife is dealing with the trauma of, of not only infertility, but three miscarriages. And we're just kind of trying to get through this life together. And of course, so we all begin to uh, go to counseling. And I always want to make sure on this podcast that mental health is never stigmatized. I hate that going to a therapist or a counselor, there's so much stigma around it. And I will gladly and openly say, I go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. It's totally okay. Amazing thing, actually. It's changed my life and it wasn't for therapy. Guess what? I wouldn't be hiking. So I go to Southern Oregon University. I learn so much. I make some amazing friends. Not only the other students, the professors as well. And at the time, I'm, I'm 36 years old. Granted, I've been like a youth pastor for several years, so I was always surprised like how I never felt old. And a lot of people too. It was funny. A lot of the professors didn't realize how old I was. I remember talking with one of the professors who was only like a year or two older than me. And uh, I, I, she was telling me how she was um, going on a trip to Poland um, to work on a board there or something like that. And uh, I'm like, yeah, back in my 20s, I remember I went to Poland a few times on a mission trip. She's like, in your 20s? I'm like, yeah, my 20s. She's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 30. I think I was 37 at the time. <laughs> She's like, I thought you were like 24. I'm like... Okay, that's fine with me. I'm, I, I appreciated that. I really did. But anyways, but so I, I'm fitting in really well. I'm getting this acceptance from people that I've never seen or had before. I'm learning so much about filmmaking and digital cinema. And even I took some social media classes I had to take for the major. And it was just life changing. I loved everything about it. And yeah, there, it, was, it, was, it was hard because I'm also this time beginning to work in the film industry, work in TV um, and going to school full time, working for a small production company, working on some reality TV shows, doing some directing for political ads in the, in the local community for local elections and, and things of that nature. 
working um, with the Ashland New Place Festival on their podcast, the Play for Keeps podcast, which takes theater recordings and brings them out to the masses, uh, making theater accessible to everyone. Just a little plug there. Go to ashlandnewplace.org. And I'm doing all these things in uh, school full time and my family is, you know, still there and supporting me and we're still having to deal with the trauma my two oldest have, have had to deal with um, from being adopted for foster care and, you know, they're, they're, they, they were put in foster care and taken from their biological families because of some major, major um, abuse and neglect and having to work with them through not only the traumatic issues, but also they never learned how to attach and never learned attachment. So there's that too, which put a huge stress on our family. But I'm just thankful to my wife, Lindsay, who supported me through all that. Got me through school. I'll tell you what, I couldn't have done it without her. So I graduate Southern, Southern Oregon University um, with a Bachelor's of Science in uh, communication with an emphasis in digital cinema. Graduated with honors too, which I was really proud of. I'd never done that before. I was always an okay student, you know, kind of a CB student, but I was passionate about filmmaking and creating. So I graduate and it was kind of like this, well, now what? I had some things that I was waiting on, um, some projects I've been working on since I had left my previous career and identity really but those things weren't panning out like they should and I'm just kind of waiting and waiting I would do independent gigs do a commercial for someone here record audio for someone's audiobook there so on and so forth build a website for somebody else and those jobs came in pretty consistent but it was just like what am I doing why am I here and um, I began to go to a counselor by myself, therapist by myself, before it had been a lot of family therapy. And um, I began to talk. I began to delve into my past trauma as a child. We began to delve into issues of my health. And she was great. My counselor, my therapist was amazing. Never felt judged, never felt lambasted or anything like that. Always left feeling encouraged, sometimes sad, emotional, but felt better than when I went in. So that was always a good thing. And one of the biggest issues we were talking through as, as I was going to therapy was my sense of identity. Who is Andy? Because for so long, my identity was rooted in something else being, you know, a clergy, having this belief system. And I had believed that my entire life. And now I didn't know what to make sense of anything, how to make sense of anything. Why are we here? What am I doing? What's the point? I've always been a very spiritual person. Like I love finding inspiration. And so we're talking through belief systems and things. 
Oh, there's this belief system. There's that belief system. There's this and that. Because I was someone who just, I, 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 I needed some sort of con connection to something bigger than me. And maybe because it was just, I was raised that way. I don't know. But it was super important to me. And finally, one day, last June, my counselor, in her infinite wisdom, suggested that I perhaps look at getting in the outdoors. Now, this is funny because I was not an outdoorsy person. No, 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 no. I was a city boy living in the Rogue Valley, Southern Oregon, which what I liked about Ashland and the Rogue Valley is, though it was smaller than what I was used to, Phoenix, Arizona, Los Angeles, California, and Las Vegas, Nevada. It still had a lot of the, you know, the, uh, let's just say, basic amenities that larger cities had. Because I lived in a few very small cities. You know, you had a mall. You had an airport where I could fly to L.A., Vegas, Seattle, Portland, Salt Lake, Denver. Major cities I could fly to the airport from several times a day. You had world-class theater from the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. You had film festivals. You had all this stuff. Good shopping, culture, local news affiliate, everything. I was I was good with that. My wife was from there, and yeah, it was good for me. But I wasn't outdoorsy at all. And she had suggested that try going in the outdoors. I'm like, well, okay. So I went for a hike. No, that's why I called it a time. It was really more of a walk. If you live in Ashland, Oregon, you know about, or you've been to Ashland, Oregon, you know about Lithia Park. Lithia Park is this beautiful, huge park with so many amazing hiking trails running off of it. And there's the main one that everybody knows about. It's the Ashland uh, Lithia Park Loop Trail. It just loops through the park. It's got some other shoot-off trails. You can go up the hill and come back down. And uh, me and my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, we went on that one afternoon in uh, early July, right after the 4th of July. And I just remember being like, wow. There's the, uh, oh, no, real quick, I've always loved Lithia Park. It's great. And I loved it for reasons of, as a creator, filming. It was a great place to film. But I never really took the time to really appreciate, you know, Ashland Creek running through it, all the variations of trees and wildlife that are there. We took this hike and I'm like, okay, this is nice. So I decided, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this hiking thing. So I do what every hiker does. They go to here, it's Fred Meyer or Walmart or wherever. And I get a, I get a uh, little hiking pack with a bladder on it. And you know, it's the cheapest one they have. And, uh, I buy the waterproof matches and things that are important, but if I could do it again, I would do it way differently. And uh, I take my youngest daughter and my son on a hike, like a legit hike now, to a place. It's it's actually along the PCT. It's called uh, called Hobart Bluff, and it's it's a mile and a half, two mile hike in and back. But it's got these beautiful, beautiful bluff where you can oversee Immigrant Lake, Hobart, Hobart Reservoir, the city of Ashland. From the top there, you can see, see uh, Pilot Rock. You can see 
Mount Shasta. You can see, gosh, what else? Uh, Mount McLaughlin on a clear day. On a clear day, I'm told. You can see Mount Hood. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I remember looking over and seeing all this and feeling so inspired. I was with my kids. I connected with them and I'd seen all these other hikers with these huge packs on with trekking poles, just, you know, busting out the miles as we were going up. Like, wow, those guys are intense. And at this time, I had no idea what the PCT was, what through hiking was, what any of that was. And just a sense of fulfillment came over me. A sense of connection as I, I looked over the bluff. I was there with my kids. The wind's blowing against my face. I can see this huge mountain off in one direction and another huge mountain off another. And this beautiful body of water below me and pine trees and just gosh and I knew at that point I was hooked and got the bug and like I said in the preview to uh, the hiker podcast that little two mile hike turned into you know four mile hikes five mile hikes turned into six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve I started a hiking Instagram <laughs> At Southern Oregon. No, not at Southern Oregon. It's, uh, I should know this, really. It's uh, at Hike Southern Oregon, where I would just start posting pictures of hiking in Southern Oregon. And then other people started tagging me in it. I started posting their pictures. And then people are starting to ask me, what about this hiking trail and that hiking trail? Is this hiking trail good for kids? Because they saw me with pictures of my kids on these hiking trails. I'm like, well, um, it looks pretty good. That's why I, I don't know. Start buying books on hiking in the area. The Sullivan books. I don't know if you're from Oregon. You probably know about those. And then I discover the online hiking community. And I should know, being someone who's obsessed with film and obsessed with Disney, of course there's an online hiking community because there's an online community for everything. There's a YouTube community for everything. And I found it just kind of by accident. I had... Uh, I was looking for hiking in Oregon. So I put in hike Oregon. And I found this amazing YouTube page called hike Oregon and uh, Francesca from, from um, hike Oregon will be on the show next week. Super excited to have her on from there. My YouTube uh, algorithm started giving me other hikers, other hiking vloggers. You have Dixie. And then Darwin. And I keep finding all these people like, whoa, this is awesome. And so I found out this thing about, about, about being a trail angel along the PCT. Wait, the PCT runs right, right through here. And at the time, I was actually in Ashland driving Uber and Lyft. And Uber and Lyft had just been approved in Ashland. Like before, um, you can get a ride into Ashland, but you couldn't get a ride from Ashland. And I remember the year before picking up some hikers. I'm like, who are these guys? They're stinky. And I picked them up at Callahan's um, and they're going into town. They said they're hiking this big trail. And I really paid it no mind. They tipped me well. It was great. And so this is the first year where you could get an Uber in and out of Ashland from anywhere. So I started getting calls out to, uh, to Callahan's. So I start picking up all these hikers 
at Callahan's and bringing them into Ashland. And then I'm in Ashland. I'm taking hikers from, from one end of town to the other and taking them all over. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then I'm like, wow, I could do this thing called trail magic and be a trail angel. So sometimes I would get a call to take a hiker from Ashland over to Callahan's. And I would just hang out at Callahan's and turn the Uber app off and just be like, hey, you're coming off the trail. You need to ride to Callahan's or Ashland's? Because I just was so inspired by these people who would start hiking in Mexico and want to make it up to Canada. I was like, this is awesome. And I was just getting so much just, I don't know, just fulfillment from it. And I was seeing these people's passions, all kinds of people of all ages hiking the PCT. And I was inspired, encouraged by it. And uh, started doing trail magic and being a trail angel, which, you know, several months before that, I had no idea what that was or who those people were, but I did it and I loved it. It was kind of awesome. And it's fundamentally changed who I am. Now, as someone who has graduated from film, film school, essentially, and discovered hiking, I spent the last year trying to figure things out. What am I going to do? Still working for a company, working on reality TV shows, getting them pitched and sold and that sort of thing. And then this whole COVID thing happens, kind of throws everything off. But hiking has been that thing that's given me fulfillment. And I'm getting ready to get on the trail more. Right now, I hike three to five times a week. I love it. I, I, I try to get out every day because it's just super important to me. Whether it's just a two, three, four mile hike or I'm going to go ahead and pump out six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles. It's just the physical activity, being out in the outdoors, seeing the wildlife, having my, my, my feet hit the soil of the trail. It's been transformative for me. You see, also during the time where I was shifting from being a pastor into going to film school, I was having anxiety attacks on the regular. And even while in film school, I was having so many anxiety attacks. Anxiety just was eating up at me. And I can say, not just because of hiking, because therapy played a huge part in that. My anxiety has subsided substantially. And when I feel anxiety coming on, when I feel the pressures of being a father of special needs children and dealing with things like COVID-19 and paying the bills and paying the mortgage and, and doing all those things, I know, and my wife knows, I need to get out. I need to hit the trail. I need to be in the outdoors. It's truly been transformative for me. So why do I hike? Why do I do this? Because it's changed me. And I just want to do it more. And you know, maybe hiking isn't for you. Maybe you want to kayak. Maybe the outdoors isn't for you for whatever reason. I'd question you a lot before you said you're not an outdoorsy person. Because I think there's something for everybody in the outdoors. But who am I to tell you what you can do? You know, you live your truth. You do your thing. As they say on the trail, hike your own hike. It's your journey. But I just want to encourage people to get in the outdoors. To let nature transform them. I love the hashtag hiking heals because it really has 
helped heal me. Not only physically to get healthy and during the winter months here, I, I hate the snow, I hate the cold. Getting out in the gym and everything I did in the gym was to hike. Like I'm doing these workouts specifically to strengthen my ankles, to strengthen my legs, to shed weight, to get more muscle in my arms for hiking, to get in hiker shape. But all I have to say, the best way to get in hiker shape is to go hike. And hiker shape looks different to different people, depending on who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. There's no like, this is the ideal hiker. That just doesn't exist. I hope that maybe you found some inspiration in this. Hope that maybe my story, whether you're a new hiker and you're looking for something like how can hiking help me or whether you're a hiker who's been doing it for their entire life for decades and you've done, you know, several through hikes, whatever that you'll uh, find, find some inspiration in this that maybe it'll encourage you. Maybe you'll ask the why questions. And you'll let the trail change you. So this is me, the Hiker Podcast. On a journey to talk with others in the hiking community to find out the same thing from them. Why is hiking important and how has hiking changed them? And like I said before, we'll talk about gear. We're talking a little bit about gear next week with Hike Hike Oregon. We'll talk about some of the logistics and, you know, those questions we all kind of want to know. But I want to know the how and why of the hiker. I want to know the person behind the trekking poles, the person connected to the pack. So I hope you found some encouragement in this. I hope that maybe you'll give us a chance next week. Listen again. Now this week is a little different because this is just me talking for how long has it been? Goodness. Uh, almost 40 minutes. And so thank you so much for listening to my, my dulcet tones for 40 minutes. Me just blabbing on about my history and life. And as time goes on, you'll get to know me. You'll get to know what kind of hiking shoes I like to wear and what kind of gear I like to carry that sort of thing. But more importantly, I hope to encourage you to get on the trail or to get outdoors. Hope to encourage you to take inspiration from that. One thing I'm looking at doing now is as a filmmaker, I've decided I want to create some outdoor films. I have all the gear and equipment. I live so by some amazing and beautiful areas of the country to find out why don't some people want a national monument here? And why is it important? Why is the biodiversity here important? What, what's happening with hiking trails along the PCT here? What's happening with this new trail they just created there and create content to inspire people and, and answer the how and why questions of the outdoors and hiking. And I hope this podcast and hiking in the outdoors can do the same for you, whether it's film or art or, you know, just being better at whatever it is you do. Because hiking really does heal. And I believe there's transformative power, for lack of another word, in the outdoors and connecting with nature. And for me, when I was dealing with the loss of identity, 
I have connected with something bigger than myself and connecting with the outdoors and nature in this community of hikers and outdoor enthusiasts has been absolutely amazing. So with that, guys, thank you for listening to the very first episode of the Hiker Podcast. Make sure you go to thehikerpodcast.com for all the socials and places to listen. There'll be more places to listen rolling out right now, uh, but you can go to Spotify, find us there, but just go hikerpodcast.com or thehikerpodcast.com. Either one will work. Follow us on Instagram at Hiker Podcast or Facebook at The Hiker Podcast. With that, guys, my name is Andy Neal, and you've been listening to episode one of The Hiker Podcast. With that, guys, happy trails. <laughs>